And it is time to talk about the St. Louis Cardinals. Our team breakdowns are available in the Fantasy Alarm Draft Guide. They're available all over the SXM app. You can just search in the features, the Fantasy Alarm, and get it right there. Jim, the St. Louis Cardinals finished first in the Central Division last year, 93-69. and 69. Uh, A nice solid plus 135 on the run differential for them. Uh, talk to me here about the St. Louis Cardinals offseason, Jim. Did it get them a step closer to their goal of winning a World Series? I, I think it's a step closer, Howard. I mean, look, they lost um, Yadi Molina and Albert Pujols, who both retired. Adam Wainwright decided to come back for one more year. But their biggest need in the offseason was at the catching position. And they, since John Moselak has been running the baseball operations, he has been very clear on the moves that he makes. He makes precision moves. He doesn't make a lot of moves. He makes the move that makes the difference, and that's it. And this offseason, it was the signing of free agent catcher Wilson Contreras to a five-year, $87.5 million deal. Contreras was the best catcher in free agency, and the Cardinals got him. The Cardinals will have a much better offensive catcher than they've had the last decade. Um, They will not have as good a a game caller. But with the new pitch gomb, a lot of the Cardinal pitchers will start calling the games themselves to help compensate for the weakness that Contreras has behind the plate. For fantasy, Contreras is going in a really good spot, a much better spot than he was in Chicago. The, I, I, I really believe being around Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt will help Contreras have a big year in his first year in St. Louis. Um, so I have a lot of interest in him. Um but anyway, you look at this lineup, Howard, and I think what's exciting is they have a lot of good young players that are going to get better. And they have a rookie or two that are coming that's going to make a <laughs> difference or two. But they, they've got some really good young players that haven't broken out yet that are going to. And I think that's that's kind of the sleeper thing. The Cardinals are going to have a good fantasy team, not just a reality team. They're going to have a really good fantasy team position player-wise. I don't think we can contain the enthusiasm, Jim. And I know that our front office insights sort of take a routine path and we cover the off season. We go around the diamond and we talk about the pitching and then we veer over to some rookies and what's on the pro what's on the horizon, Jim, the pre the, the future is now in St. Louis. There is a prospect that they have that I, I mean, it, it commands our attention right here, right now, and that is Jordan Walker. I mean, it, it cannot be denied. No guarantee that he starts the, the season with the uh, with the big club, but there is no doubt in, in my mind, and I don't think there's any doubt in your mind, that he finishes this season with the big club. Yeah, and I, look, I, if he doesn't make the team on opening day, I'll be really surprised, to be honest with you. Um, he's batting four twenty nine this spring with three homers, seven RBIs, and a stolen base. Uh, look, when he arrived at spring training, uh, he knew going in that he, the, the 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 cards were stacked against him, right? He had to learn a new position of left field. He's been a third baseman. And he had a tough roadblock of outfielders ahead of him as Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, and Lars Newpar, all of whom deserve first shot at the outfield positions ahead of him. However, Walker clearly has the biggest upside of that group. I ranked him last August as the number one prospect in baseball. And last, last August in my article in The Athletic, I also wrote that he was my early pick for Rookie of the Year in the National League, and I'll stand by that. What separates Walker for me is the fact he doesn't have any holes in the strike zone despite a 6'5 frame. That's hard to do. He's got electric bat, bat speed. He's got a loud sweet spot contact. 
exceptional exit velocity on, on every ball he hits. He has great backspin, which gives him both line drive and lofting power. And there's not a light tower in the major leagues that isn't panicking over his eventual arrival in the show because the light bulbs know that they're going to get smashed. I mean, they just know that's coming. <laughs> He's a hitter first, but he uses the whole field, has the power. Uh, I love this guy. I actually text because I'm working on an article for The Athletic. I text Cardinals team president John Moselock this afternoon, a couple hours ago, just before our show started. And I said, give me an update on Jordan Walker, please. And this is what he uh, texts back to me. Quote, Jordan is making a strong impression on our entire staff. Not surprised. Because of the WBC this year, he is getting more opportunities for that than normal spring training, and he has taken advantage of that. From the offensive side of the ball, he is showing plate discipline, making hard contact, which has produced impressive offensive numbers. The next few weeks will be fun to watch play out and quote. <laughs> oh, baby. And who's got that information? Just the fantasy alarm show, baby. <laughs> so that's so. Absolutely. So you had to ask. Okay. Yeah, listen, man, that's I mean, you, you, there are certain things that you just you can't contain, <laughs> and we don't want to bury the lead. Listen, <laughs> it's 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 just you know, he's the GM. He knows right. what he's talking about. He told you with Monsoto. Here we go now with uh, with with Jordan Walker. Um, so yeah, so we want to make sure that we just we we keep that front and center because we're both very bullish on him. Uh, and again. Watch the ADP rise and fall. There's a great article at FantasyAlarm.com from Justin Vreeland talking about ADP risers and fallers uh, right now here in the beginning of the month of March. Uh, and Jordan Walker is uh, is right there. So you're going to have to track that ADP uh, if you want them. Now, going around the rest of the Cardinals team here, Jim, loaded with fantasy deliciousness. Wilson Contreras behind the plate. Yes, please. Goldschmidt at first. Of course. I even like, you know, the, the, the Brendan Donovan, Nolan Gorman uh, battle that we're sort of seeing right now here at second base. I'm in for both of these players. Gorman more if he gets the uh, if he gets the job over Donovan, who I think will serve as a really strong super utility guy and still garner enough at bats to be one of those guys you want on your fantasy team just to keep plugging and playing, especially if you've got daily roster moves. Arenado at third. Yum. Tommy Edmund at short, serve it up. I'm, I'm, I'm in for that. Tyler O'Neill in the outfield. Then there's Dylan Carlson, Lars Newtbar. I'm assuming Carlson might be the one who misses out should Jordan Walker push himself that far forward. What do you think? Yeah, uh, what do I think? A lot. Um, so as you went through everybody there, I love Goldie. He was the MVP of the league last year. I would love to have him at first base. I think there'll be some regression, but it doesn't scare me. Um, I watched him hit the home run the other night uh, for the World uh, USA team in, in their exhibition World Baseball Classic game. Um, he's no, showing no signs of decline, which is surprising at 35. So I love him. I love Arenado at third base. You know, I, I always love getting him or Manny Machado or, or you know. <laughs> he's just so good at what he does. So I love both those guys. I love Wilson Contreras, a catcher. I love Jordan Walker. I'll be taking him everywhere. As you know, um, I think Gorman's a real sleeper at second base, but he's not going to have high average, but that, that 30 home run power he has is real. Edmonds, a very underrated middle infielder qualifies at second short middle infield. The guy can steal bags. He's a versatile player. Um, 
And the one guy that I'll I'll tell you that I don't like as much as everyone else does, but I'm open-minded is Lars Newbar. I love how hard the ball comes off his bat, so I understand why everybody sees that, but I haven't seen the hit tool with, with him yet. So I'm not convinced he's going to hit like everybody else is. I'm going to keep watching, and I hope I'm wrong. The Cardinals love him. They think he's the real deal. I got a question mark next to him. I like Dylan Carlson. I think there's more in the tank from what we've seen. Um, Tyler O'Neill, we all know, has power. But I like Jordan Walker over all of them, and it's not even close. All right. I can't listen. I <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's going to be close at all. And and I'm very much looking forward to what we're going to see uh, moving forward. All right, uh, you, should we, shall we hit the pitchers right now uh, and talk about what we've got going on over there on the mound? Jack Flaherty uh, looked good in his, uh, in his return to the mound here during spring training, actually uh, touched mid-90s with his fastball. Um, he leads the way. Lefty Jordan Montgomery, former Yankee, uh, Adam Wainwright's still here. Miles Michaelis, Stephen Matz, Dakota Hudson. Uh, the one-time number one pick, Matthew Liberatore. Will he ever put it together? Jim, how do you like the rotation? Yeah, this is the part I don't like. Um, so this is kind of a weird thing, kind of going through this. So if Jack Flaherty's healthy, I love Jack Flaherty. And he looked really good in his first start. Five strikeouts, three innings, and I love what I saw. I'm going to keep watching him this spring. If he keeps pitching well, I'm going to take Flaherty because I love him. But I'm worried about how many innings I'm going to get out of him. He might be one of those guys I draft and trade him at the halfway point. Yeah. If he has a great first half. Michaelis gives me counting stats. He's going to give me he's going to give me bulk innings and he's going to give me wins. But he's not special. Wainwright is declining. Jordan Montgomery and Mats don't move my don't move my needle. Well, it's disappointing to hear about Jordan Montgomery. We had such high hopes for the young lad. But okay. All right. So there you go. That's the rotation. Lukewarm at best. That's the yeah. vibes I'm, I'm getting here from you. Uh, bullpen Ryan Helsley uh, in on him as a, as a potential closer. He's going off. He's coming off the board as like a, as like a top seven or eight closer right now. I see him coming in. Like right around there, probably between like eight and ten, is uh, is a comfortable spot for him. Are you interested? Love him, yeah. I'm a hundred percent in on him. Little right. nervous that Gallegos gets some. Little nervous that Hicks might get some, but I think Oliver Marmol loves him, and I think that Helsey's going to get most of the save. So I'm in on him. I think he where he's being drafted is where I have interest in him. Okay. So overall, offensively, we're very interested in the Cardinals. Closer-wise, yes, we're interested in the Cardinals. We're lukewarm on the pitching staff. Well, I mean, I don't really necessarily. I mean, there's not a lot of space here for a uh, for a, a rookie to come barreling through, aside from Jordan Walker. But besides Walker, Jim, what else do you look at here on the horizon in the prospect world for St. Louis? Yeah, so rookies that are in the spotlight for this year is Walker and Alec Burleson, another hitter that I like a lot, but I don't see the pathway for Burleson to get playing time because you got Newbar, Carlson, O'Neill, Walker, and Yepes ahead of him. We even talked about Yepes yet, the DH who can hit. Oh, um, yeah. So that's one of the problems you got with the Cardinals. They, they got a lot of pieces and they don't all fit. 
some point they're going to trade some of these pieces to get a starter starting pitcher. I, I keep thinking if Chris Sale's healthy and pitches really well for two months, I see a Chris Sale trade to the Cardinals for a bunch of prospects. Really? Yeah, I'm going to throw that out early on that. Really? All right, I'm going to give you a prospect in the Cardinals organization that you have to have. Okay? For what? Uh, If you're in Dynasty, I've got a guy besides Jordan Walker you have to have. Okay. So everybody put down your pen, get out your iPad, and get ready. His name is Tink Hentz. He's one of the best pitching prospects I saw last year. Not kidding. So he's in the he's in the category of Grayson Rodriguez and Andrew Painter. I love this guy. The world doesn't know about him yet. But I'm telling the world right now. I'm giving you a present. You're in Dynasty. You want Tink Hentz. Going to be a star. Guy's nasty. Now, a lot of people know Gordon Graceffo, right? Good-looking starting pitching prospect. The Padres wanted to get him in a trade, and the Cardinals wouldn't put him in it. Let me tell you this. For all the rankings that have Graceffo over Hentz, they're wrong. Tink Hentz. Best pitching prospect the Cardinals have. All right? And I'm going to – now, if you're a reality fan, I'm going to give you a shortstop you'll like, and that's Mason Wynn. I'm not sure how much he's going to hit yet. i got to keep watching him. But defensively, he can play defense. And he's got Sean Dunstan's arm at shortstop. He got a gun. In fact, I've seen him throw 101 miles an hour from shortstop to the first baseman who dropped his glove. It was so hard. So he's got quite an arm, and he's having a good spring as well. Um, and he's definitely a guy to watch. It's Mason win the shortstop. He won't be there to start the year, but he will be down the road. But Jordan Walker and Tink Kent, so the two guys in the Cardinals system, roll up your sleeves, baby. I'm giving you a present. Early Christmas present, early Hanukkah present. I just gave it to you. Boom. Well, Shabbat Shalom to you, my friend. Thank you so much. Yeah, listen, this Cardinals team, it's rich with talent. The big leagues, it's rich in talent here in the farm system as well. Tink Hentz, Gordon Graceffo, Mason Wynn. Uh, great names there. Oh, and all sorts of Jordan Walker. Um, you know, you, you, uh, John Mozalock has been a guest on the fantasy alarm show. We've spoken to him. Uh, you know, not afraid to make that, uh, make that move. Is he, we could be seeing some, uh, some prospects on the go if push comes to shove or does he even need to, if, uh, you know, do you, do you think the Cardinals have what it takes to just own, the NL Central right now, Jim, or do you think that there's a, a hole or two that they might need to fill? I think the Cardinals should be heavy favorites to win the division. I think the Cardinals are built for the regular season, and I think they get eliminated in the first round of the playoffs because their starting pitching doesn't match up. Uh-huh. And I think that's the problem with the Cardinals a year ago, and I think it's the problem now. If you face the Padres in the first round and you go against Darvish, Snell, and and Musgrove, they've got a better rotation. If you go against the Mets and you've got Verlander and Scherzer going against you and Senga, you're going home. You go up against Max Fried and Spencer Strider, you're going home. That's the problem with the Cardinals. But they've got a president in John Mozeliak, a general manager of Michael Gerst, and are not afraid to make that one precision trade. They are one ace away from being a team that could get to the World Series. I mean, let me give you the formula here. Jack Flaherty goes off and gets back to being a number one that he was a few years ago, and he's healthy. Miles My- Michaelis can- continues the way he did a year ago, and they they take a package of Burleson and Graceffo and about four guys, and they take on Chris Sale's contract from Boston 
at the deadline or in June, and you put Sale, Flaherty, Michaelis as your top three starters with Montgomery pitching game four, and all of a sudden you've got a Cardinals team capable of going to the World Series. Boom! Boom is right. Love hearing that. All right. Well, as we uh, wrap up our coverage here of the St. Louis Cardinals, this is going to actually, I feel like this is going to be a tougher question for you than it is with some other teams. But, Jim, I want a sleeper and I want a bust for the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, my sleeper is Jordan Walker. Who's Um, he? Yeah, going to be impact. And the bust is Adam Wainwright. And it's his final year, and I'm rooting for him because I love Adam Wainwright. By the way, Adam Wainwright, of all the Major League Baseball players, is more into fantasy than any other major league player. And he has done so much for fantasy football for this channel and for charity. It's it's worth mentioning. And everybody on this channel should be rooting for Adam Wainwright. And what he has done for fantasy sports in general is amazing. And his influence on his teammates in the fantasy world and in the industry has been great. So we all root for him. But he'll be the bust. Oh, I will never forget that moment where Adam Wainwright called up Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio during an FSGA draft to complain about the fact that people let him slip too far. Uh, and then he came out and he dominated for the season. So I hope he uh, does it again this year. I'm rooting for him. Going to be honest. Happy to root for him there. The big league impact charity that he runs, that is also another phenomenal cause. So uh, if you don't know what that is, Go to the old Google machine and look it up. You want to be a part of it. We definitely are. And, uh, and we appreciate everything that Adam Wainwright does.